Raiders is a team that we don't care for. Something, something, With Lord Lattimore Volk, Jess Place, and Tim Lynch. Yes, my master. Get involved in the conversation at milehighreport.com. You are listening to Something Something Broncos. I am Jess Place, joined by Tim Lynch and Lori Lattimore Volkman, and we are pissed. We are angry. <laughs> Who wants to go first? I'm not that angry. Oh, you're not. I'm in 2021 now. Where are you guys? Do you at? regularly not have feelings? I was pretty pissed, but you know, I, I have the the highest of highs, and then I come right back down. It's like a rubber band. <laughs> So where are you now, though? That's the question. I'm in 2021. We've got the number four draft pick <laughs> ready to go. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. <laughs> right? We should probably talk about the sequence of events that led us to this level of, of anger or, in Tim's case, apathy. The Denver Broncos had a bunch of quarterbacks that were in a room without masks. Uh, some say they were eating. Others say they were holding meetings. I'm sure the truth is probably somewhere uh, in between. Regardless... They were eating in the meeting. <laughs> Someone had ordered a pizza and they had a big two liter of root beer and it, it was going it was going off. But they weren't wearing masks. Part of the, uh, the issue was also that uh, they weren't, as the tweets say, they weren't forthcoming, which if you read between the lines is that they were lying about the, the whole thing. And so the NFL saw the Denver Broncos as an ownership-less team with a terrible record and was like, you know what? We're going to make an example out of them. We're going to make them play a game without a quarterback. Uh, so all quarterbacks were placed on the COVID-19 uh, ineligibility list out of fear that they might have the COVID-19. Today, Tuesday, uh, they have all come back negative except for Jeff Driscoll and they have been cleared to return to practice. So that was not a real concern. However, you probably have heard about the fact that they had to start Kendall Hinton, a wide receiver from the practice squad as a quarterback uh, on Sunday. And it went just about as well as you would expect. Uh, we had one completion for 13 yards and it was amazing. Uh, no, it was awful. It was a terrible thing to watch. It was, it was painful and, and not fun. And it was a travesty. It was, it, was, it was ridiculous that the NFL made us play that game. Not only was Kendall Hinton on the practice squad as a wide receiver. He was an undrafted rookie, came in in April, was waived after training camp, was brought back just three weeks ago as a wide receiver. After practice on Saturday, the NFL comes in with this ruling about no quarterbacks can be in the game. And so he finds out literally hours before the game that he has to play a position he hasn't played for three years, has never played with the Broncos, has hardly even looked at because he's only been at the Broncos for three weeks. The NFL is freaking lucky that he didn't get just annihilated in the backfield because he was totally unprepared to play that position. Hence, the Broncos ran the Wildcat, what, 40 snaps out of 50? My yeah, rage is building. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the apathy is leaving. Yeah. And then the few times they did let him pass, they're they're making him throw well beyond the sticks, which is if you follow the Denver Broncos over the last few years, that is not something that we ask our quarterbacks to do. 
<laughs> like no screens, no dump passes, nothing. We're we're just fifteen yard passes and above. Like good luck, Kendall Hinton. I love how Pat Shermer all year we're talking about you know make the game fit your quarterback. Then he's gonna give it to a wide receiver from the practice squad who's been on the team for three weeks to try and throw it thirty yards to Tim Patrick. Come on! It was awful. I would like to thank the NFL too for getting Philip Lindsay injured and Bryce Callahan injured. Because right. running the Wildcat for 40 snaps put the wear and tear on Philip Lindsay, who was asked to do a lot more than normal. He comes out with a knee injury, and then Bryce Callahan on the field for 600 minutes because, you know, they had 14 three and outs. And, uh, you know, he gets injured with the same foot that kept him out all last season. So, you know what, NFL? Fuck you. Yeah. We literally lost our best offensive player and our best defensive player because the NFL made us play. And something we haven't even mentioned then is, at the same time that the Broncos have zero quarterbacks to play a game, zero people to play the most important position on the team, position that runs the whole freaking game, the NFL was telling the Steelers and the Ravens, hey, you know what? I'm sorry that you infected entire team because your strength and conditioning coach couldn't wear a mask and didn't give a damn about you. So you know what? We're going to postpone the game. He actively concealed his symptoms. He was like, oh, I've got a runny nose. I'm just going to keep a tissue in my pocket, and hopefully no one will notice that I have COVID. Let's make an example out of the Broncos, right? Right. Let's postpone their Thanksgiving game because, what, Lamar Jackson can't play for the Ravens, so let's postpone that game to Monday night. Well, a bunch more players got it, so we need to now postpone that to Tuesday Ah, actually, some more players have it. It's an outbreak. Let's give it till Wednesday. They'll be fine. And then they're like, well, we, we have to postpone it because we don't know if it's an active outbreak or not because we really need to figure out if it needs to be contained or not. It, that's not the case with the Broncos. So what do they do? They let the Ravens practice on Monday night. What, why are they practicing if they're trying to figure out if it's an active outbreak? That makes no sense. Because the Broncos have a losing record and the NFL wanted to send a message to the rest of the league and they chose the Broncos. Not two teams with playoffs aspirations mind you now they picked the broncos because it was an easy out for them it's just they can go to hell it is so transparent how hypocritical it, it yeah is. it's it's so like anybody who disagrees with that scotty is talking out of their ass the quarterbacks can still be responsible for what they did okay that was bad yes okay but you can't give special dispensation to the other teams and totally jack over the broncos and jack them over and then go back and allow the Ravens game to be postponed yet again. You know, really like, it's pisses, crazy. You know what really pisses me off? Taysom Hill was so bad this weekend that I think Broncos would have won that game. I think game. we could have won too. That I really pisses do. me off. The defense you know? did so well, even being on the field for as long as they were. I mean, it just like every other time that the offense struggles, the defense does really well until they've been on the field for 30 plus minutes and then they just give up touchdowns because they, they're exhausted. <sighs> I'm moving on to 2021. The thing that sucks about it. Besides all of it. Right. (laughs) Right. Our team has actually been quite good all year. And we have been the brunt of other teams screwing up. And so they postponed our game, which meant we lost a bye week. It's almost like the Patriots had a strong owner that could make a case for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. There's so many things they can do to punish the quarterbacks, as they should. Those guys need to own up to it. 
you find them, you find the team, then you still figure out a way to reschedule the game, just like you're doing for every other team, bending over backwards for these other teams. And it's not fair to the other teams in the NFC, like in the, let alone the right. NFC South. Like they were give, they were gift wrapped a free win. Like no one that watched that game didn't expect to see Jameis Winston come in, and it was not a surprise at the end when he did, because it was going to be a blowout from the very beginning because you tied the Broncos' arms around their back. It's ridiculous. They should never have had to play that game, ever. Like that was insane. Yeah, I'd like to see Philip Lindsay and Bryce Callahan come out and give a little statement to the NFL because I'm sure they're pretty happy about the whole situation. I thought they would say more after the game about how ridiculous it was. Fangio was just like, I'm really disappointed that that you know the quarterbacks put the league in that position. They just screwed you, dude. Like they just screwed you while handing everybody else. Multiple postponements. Like, yeah, the league. I, is... what, what do you mean they put the league in that? The league actively took that position. The league chose this moment to screw a team over and basically make them forfeit a game just to prove a point when they had ample opportunities to make a point all year long. But no, they wait till week freaking 12 again in a Bronco game that they probably could have won because, hey, it's the Broncos. Well, yeah. and that's the other thing. It's like, if you're going to take that position, then fine, take that position. Don't 48 hours later postpone another game because of COVID. Like, if, take that position and hold it. Don't don't be Such just crazy about it and just, oh, well, you know, sorry, Broncos, but Ravens will postpone you for a third time. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. And you know when you have Raiders fans saying that it was unfair to the Broncos, that it was really freaking unfair. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is. It's totally unfair. The league totally deserves their game played at 3 o'clock Eastern, right before the Rockefeller Center tree lighting. Like, good. You deserve it. And, and you know what? I'm not saying I hope more people get sick, but I just hope this blows up later this evening. It would be wonderful <laughs> to have this uh, come back and just bite the league in the ass. Or later this year. I'm, I'm all for it. If they're going to put their thumb on the scale of competitive balance, then... F them. This season sucks anyway. Go enjoy your Patrick Mahomes and all that stuff and forget about fair play because it's clearly not about that. It's not. You don't make a team play a game with no quarterbacks. That's insane. They literally are so lucky there was there were not more injuries. We talk about how hard it is to play quarterback and it's hard for these guys who are the superstars from their colleges. Their rookie year is still tough because the game is so fast and they've had Five months of an off-season, a whole off-season with the playbook, usually some preseason games. So this year for any quarterback was going was gonna to be a lot harder. For a rookie quarterback, a ton harder. And for a rookie wide receiver who had three hours to study the playbook before playing an NFL game at a position he doesn't normally play was just – it was stupid. It was and all this crap about player safety. They don't care about player safety. If they cared about player safety, regardless of all the COVID issues, they would not have allowed that game at all. I can already guess that the fines and the draft pick docking are going to be far more substantial than the Ravens. I just have this sense because like they really wanted to make an example out of us. And, and that sentiment doesn't just evaporate just because they screwed us. There is another shoe that is going to drop on this. And we're going to be all pissed off about this again. And we should be. The thing that sucks about the NFL is, what are your options? Boycott? Nobody wants to boycott watching their team. I mean, we love this sport. We love these teams. 
this is why the NFL screws you because they can. <laughs> well, this is what I think we should do. I think that on draft day, that when Roger Goodell comes out on that stage, I think we should all boo him. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Along with all the other 31 teams. I mean, more than likely, there won't be anybody there to boo him. So, <laughs> I mean, April's not that far away. We're still we're still dealing with it. So they have to do it because um, they have to they have to play the Ravens game before April. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just a few more postponements, and this Thanksgiving game will be played. Well, I want to segue over to a rumor, Ted Wynn from The Athletic, that if rumors are true about the Broncos firing Vic Fangio, teams should be lining up to pay him for their DC. Um, I don't know where he got the rumor or where it came from. Albright came out and said that special team coach change, yes, OC maybe, but he hasn't heard anything about the head coach. Wynn replied to Albright saying, yeah, it'd be pretty dumb. <laughs> to fire Fangio. So he doesn't think the Broncos, he think the Broncos would be pretty dumb to fire Vic Fangio. And, you know, I agree without Fangio and his defense, this team would just be an utter train wreck. We'd be 0-10, maybe 0-11. And the things that have gone wrong largely have been out of his control. And I think if it weren't for him, aside from even just the defense not being nearly as good, just literally the team would be a disaster. He's been a very steady hand in a very unsteady season and the players really appreciate him they've always appreciated his straightforwardness exhibit a garrett bowles with fangio's patience and encouragement along with mike munchak to help we saw a player go from pretty much the worst <laughs> left tackle in the league to one of the best who got a contract extension and has just played lights out this year. So if there is a personnel move that we do need to talk about, where we do need to kind of diminish it, it's the acquisition of Kyle Shermer, the son of Pat Shermer. He's our Kendall Hinton if the quarterback room doesn't get their shit together next week. Well, it's just really like that's the best we could do. The coach's son, he couldn't he couldn't look any further than his own basement. Like, are, really? Well, he knows. He knows the Kansas City Chiefs playbook. Well, he, he it, does. I, you want you want the you want the secret to beating the Kansas City Chiefs? <laughs> Score points. Stop, Patrick Mahomes. Like that's it. You know who the Broncos first tried to offer to play quarterback on Sunday? Offensive quality control coach. Yeah, yeah. Who threw a ball in 2012? Last the last time that that happened, uh, we got a Ring of Fame quarterback out of it. Frank Chipeka was a coach true. turned true. player. It has happened before. I, I I bet lightning could strike twice. They're like, no, that's crazy. He could get hurt. Let's put a red shirt college quarterback turned wide receiver in there instead. Like that made better sense somehow on some level than than having someone who throws balls all day. The whole Vic Fangio thing and firing him, like I don't know where the rumors are coming from, but man, I, I grew up loving John Elway. He's my hero as a kid. I'm really trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, but man, if he comes out and fires Vic Fangio as the solution to the Broncos' woes, I'm done with him as SGM. I just can't. I can't do it. I think he'll do his last year on his contract and then, you know, make other pursuits. I don't know. I just we just need to need Drew Lock to become seventy percent of Patrick Mahomes, and and I'll be happy. Screw. I'll tell you what, he's going to have to be lights out for me the last five weeks because after this week, because seriously, that was poor leadership, regardless of how bad the NFL was. Had he done the 
bare minimum, they've all been asked, wear your freaking mask. Plus, earlier in the season, that whole thing with him telling fans to F off and stuff, it's just like, I'm with you. He needs to play lights out. I'm, I'm kind of on the fence. Allegedly. We, we don't Allegedly. Yeah. I mean, there is that video, but we don't – like, I still maintain that he was flipping the bird to Pat Shermer up in the coach's box. That's um, true. That could happen. Yeah. Pat Shermer's – his issue is he's got a square peg and wants to fit it in the round hole, I guess is – I've used that term before in previous shows, so I'm, that's that's our motto. I mean, that's the Pat Shermer offense. I'm just sick of watching it. I'm just, you know, somebody tweeted the one completion Kendall Hinton had was on a screen pass, and it was like the first screen pass we've had all year to Noah Fant. Why aren't we doing this more? Noah Fant's quick. He's a tight end. He's athletic. Why aren't we doing screen passes? I don't understand. And why aren't we doing screen passes to KJ Hamler for that very reason? Right. Like, like there, we actually have some wide receivers that could do well with screen passes. Or, oh God, okay, coming back, it's all coming back to me. We have no quarterback, <laughs> right? He was apathetic. He was just so angry. <laughs> Blocked out. Yeah, him. he went numb. <laughs> the Broncos have no quarterback. So what is the opposing defense going to do if you're the offense coordinator? They're probably going to stack the box, right, guys? So what am I going to do? I'm going to call reverses that take five seconds to get back to the line of scrimmage because there's no way 10 guys at the line of scrimmage is going to chase him down in time to tackle him for a loss. Not once, but at least twice. I'm pretty sure there might have been more, but I stopped caring after a certain amount of time. I mean, who calls reverse? I'm not even an offense coordinator. God, it's basic defense. That's they're what just, they spent their gonna... three hours practicing. Was, was uh, <laughs> I'm just I'm kind of done with him too, so... Rich Scangarello, I think I could have lived with for another year. Tom McMahon was a clear liability last year, and he's even worse this year. I don't know what is going on in the decision-making process when it comes to hiring well, and firing coordinators. But It's just the whole thing is flawed from the play calling on down to the acquisition of Shermer the Younger. <laughs> Should it be Shermer Jr. or Shermer the Younger? It's flawed all the way up, too, because we don't even have an owner. What is Joe Ellis doing? Like, is he just sitting at his desk with, like, like just sharpening pencils? Just like, no, he's just, <laughs> no, I mean, he's biding his time trying to get Brittany the number of years she needs to have the experience so that they can yeah. argue that she's done what she needs to do and she meets all the criteria and boom, she's going to be a great owner. You know what? I'm fine with that. Just get me a freaking owner. <laughs> I think the best move would be for the Broncos to sell the team. I know it'd be sad for Broncos country to feel like we've it's out of the Pat Bolin family. The problem is Pat Bolin's family is a disaster. It's a mess. It's, and I mean, it's they a don't mess. know what they're doing. And I don't think they don't love it. He, the, one of the reasons he was such a great owner is because he, he was so passionate about football and then was just like over the top passionate about the Broncos. Every move was to build up the team, to be better for the team, better for the players, better for the coaches. You know, when you don't have that passion and it's just a business, it's never going to be good. And then when you have like these kids who are arguing over the money and you're just trying to find someone who's had, you know, an, a year and a half in the NFL office to learn a little bit about football, like Brittany, God bless her. I'm sure she's a smart woman. You gotta love the sport. <laughs> we do. Tried to interview Brittany and she wouldn't be interviewed. We interviewed Beth and asked her a couple questions about the Broncos and you could tell she really doesn't know anything about it. I was at the enshrinement up in the press box. The video introducing him, she retells a story. Uh, I'm not entirely sure which daughter it was, but 
it, one of them tells a story about, I, I think it's like the helicopter or something, and it's factually wrong. When he did that helicopter and scored the touchdown, yeah, and right. made me so happy. And it's like, but he didn't score the touchdown there. Anybody right. who has followed the Broncos knows that that isn't what happened. Whatever, it's the owner's daughter. Like, we, I'm not going to tell her no. You know, I just got done criticizing John Elway, but I feel like if he wasn't here, it might be 10 times worse than it is right now. I think he has tried to field a competitive team and, you know, made mistakes. He's human. It is what it is. He's trying. But I think if he wasn't here and we had just another business person to be a yes man to Joe Ellis, it would be so much worse. So Elway has done a great job overall with the draft classes the last two years. I think so too. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I know Drew Locke is a, you know, is still, jury's still out on him, except he was a second round pick. Like yeah. really in terms of value, we're, we're getting great value. And everybody else has been great. Don't fire Vic Fangio. That's right, John Elway. Don't do it. That's, don't do it. That's, don't the, do it. that's the final straw. You do you just stay the course. Listen, you know, listen to sucks. something, something Broncos. <laughs> this is what we're saying. We're saying, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, don't do, do it. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Lori has to go. She has uh, some sort of uh, radio commitment. ESPN. Oh, oh, nice. oh my gosh. Wow. Oh, <laughs> <No>. well. <laughs> well, actually, I, John Elway's calling me because you guys didn't know this, but they need a sixth quarterback, and I'm on the list. <laughs> oh, my God. Excuse me, you and Kyle. Wear your he mask, saw my you. right arm. He saw my <laughs> yeah. fade. I mean, who can't do the fade in the end zone? Everybody's favorite. I, I have seen you work the route tree, and I can say that uh, I was impressed. You know what? I slept at the Holiday Inn Express, and I watched a bunch of Peyton Manning videos. I'm good. <laughs> and on that note... We want to thank you for listening to Something Something Broncos. I am Jess Place, joined by Lori Lattimore-Volkman, who stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night, and Tim Lynch, who did not. You can find our podcasts uh, usually on uh, Fridays, sometimes Thursdays, uh, Saturday, last week, I think we did a Saturday one. Like It's just kind of whenever, you know, like we just keep it loose. It's cool. Thanks for listening. Correction on the reporting of the foul. Both teams were on the both up. Both fouls were on the kicking team. You know, I don't know. It's just ridiculous. Is that for me, Tim? <laughs> Good afternoon. You've reached something something Broncos. My name is Jess. How may I direct your call? <laughs> I would I would like to speak to John Elway, please. Well, one moment. I'll put you through. I'm sorry, I don't have John Elway at the moment. Can I take a message? Um, just tell him to fire. Uh, I can't even remember Shermer's first name. <laughs> look no further than than uh, sports commentating. I mean, you have Chris Collinsworth and then uh, uh, the younger Collinsworth somehow now also doing the NBC games. And it's like, this is just going to ensure that we're going to have generations of Collinsworth forever. Oh. We're never going to escape Chris Collinsworth. We're going to talk film, probably, right? Yeah. They should just burn their tape. I mean, what are, what are they going to talk about in the film? <laughs> uh, here is the 13-yard pass, and that's it. <laughs> and then they'll be like, this is the 57th Wildcat. Lost the one. <laughs> yeah. This one is really good. You've been listening to Something Something Broncos. 
a feature of milehighreport.com with Lori Lattimore Volk, Jess Place, and Tim Lynch. Get involved in the conversation at milehighreport.com.